You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, everyone. It has been a doozy of a week over here. I am literally recording this from my phone in my hotel room in Nashville, where I am currently packing up everything to get the heck out of here and get on a plane and go back home. I was in town because we received a bunch of new machines, and like literally an entire semi full of machines, and I was helping unload those and get them set up here at the Stringjoy shop. And, uh, you know, just having a little bit of a Nashville experience. One thing I wanted to tell you about, I did a little experiment. You may have seen while I was here, I think on the 17th, May 17th, yes, Maris announced their new LVX pedal. And I got one. They let me play with a a little uh, sneak peek. Well, it's a production one, but they let me take a look at it ahead of release. And I recorded a whole song with it, which I will be releasing on the American Cyclops streaming places. So Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz. Very, very soon, I recorded a song with it here in my hotel room at like two in the morning. And uh, I'm pretty happy with it. It's very, it's very uh, creepy. And uh, there's a very slow buildup. But on every single track, it's featuring a different setting using the LVX. This thing is just nuts. Maris isn't sponsoring this episode or anything. I just really wanted to let you know that you can look forward to that if you are following American Cyclops on any of the streaming services. Uh, I'm really happy with how this turned out and very surprised because it was a distinct departure from my usual method of making music. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this episode with my dude, Marcus Reeves. He makes some incredible pedals. He's a really intelligent dude. I really enjoyed talking to him, and I think you're going to really like this conversation. So let's dive into this with Marcus Reeves from Reeves Electro. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes... (laughs) I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have Marcus Reeves of Reeves Electro, Howdy. a pedal artist. Here uh, he is. How are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you doing, man? Yeah, no problems. I'm really good, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on, Blake. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. I've listened to the podcast, so uh, it's nice to be part of it. Yeah, it's nice to have you. I, I'm excited to dive into you because really all I know about you is that you make just the best pedal guts ever. That's really all I know about yeah, you. Yes. You make great sounding pedals that look amazing inside. So let's let's take it from the beginning. Yeah, like yeah, where yeah. did you where did you get started not just with pedals, but with playing in general and how did it evolve into what you're doing now? Ah uh, um well I guess I mean I picked up a guitar when I was probably about 12 or 14 um and kind of messed with it for a few years didn't really do a massive amount um and then i suppose by about 16 17 i started playing with other guys um and you know put a band together and uh, that was that um and it was just kind of a thing that you did in the 70s you know i'm an old guy you know (laughs) so uh um, there was no internet there was no you know you just kind of made your own fun and being in a band was part of it if you could play guitar um and i was into kind of um uh well really big cross-section of stuff so you know, going back to like the small faces and the who and the yardbirds and, you know, all those kind of 60s um, uh, um, rhythm and blues acts. Um, mm-hmm. But that was kind of, that kind of came to me through some of the modern acts, like the Jam, a, a, a British band fronted by a guy called Paul Weller, who was a real, he was like a mod kind of guy, you know, and he was all into the Ivy League and loafers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. And, um, and uh, he kind of took me back, but I, looking back on it, 
I gravitated towards all the bands that used fuzz. I didn't mm-hmm. know back then. Right. But the Yardbirds and the Who partly and uh, the Small Faces and um, you know, lots of bands. There was lots of fuzz going on. And there, there was something about that sound that obviously intrigued me. Um, and I didn't really get into electronics until probably into, into my 30s, to be honest. Um, but my dad was a man that was scared of fixing nothing, you know, from, from tractors to um, garages to, you know, wristwatches to pens, anything. Nothing scared him. If it was broken, he could fix it, you know. And I kind of, I guess I picked that thing up as a as a doer and a maker mm-hmm. uh, from him. Um, and I slowly started getting into electronics, Um and then I went to an exhibition of a guy called uh, Peter Vogel, who's a, uh, a German artist. And he would do these huge point-to-point uh, installations, uh, like 10 metres long of things. Whoa. And they had like proximity sensors and, uh, and, um, and LFOs and all sorts of things. And you could, just by moving past them, they would play different tones. Really, really worth looking up. Peter Vogel, artist, V-O-G-E-L. Okay. Um, And I was uh, was really transfixed, and it got me into a a genre of of electronics called circuit bending, where you take... You take a, a like a speak and spell, a kid's toy that you know that talks, and then you get in there and you you, you kind of screw with the circuit and make it do weird things. Um, or that they used to get Barbie, the talking Barbie dolls and action men, and get them to do odd things and turn them into <laughs> installations. It's just a really really strange circuit bending, and they take like keyboards and make them do interesting things and. Um, Again, that's something worth looking into. And I kind of got into that for a couple of years. And then um, I suppose in my late 30s, I had, I had, I mean, I had, I had my own biz- printing business alongside all, all this. Um, and I suppose in my late 30s, around about 2009, 2010, when the kind of financial crash came, I, my business went under. I lost my house, lost everything. Uh, oh you know, man! Yeah, yeah. I was I was sofa surfing for for a year, um, and I started. I've been. I'd always gigged a little bit, but I started gigging quite a lot. And and um, I thought I want I want some pedals, but I'm broke. Um, and I started salvaging components out of old videos and anything I could find if I knew the com- the component on you know and and built started building myself pedals and I was making them in tobacco tins, anything I could find because I just didn't have the money to buy the stuff. And at one point I didn't even have the money to buy the, the kind of circuit board, the, the Vero board stuff. I haven't got one here, but um, you know, it's just like a, a, a board with loads of holes in it that you connect stuff yep. in. Um, so I thought, oh, and then the whole thing with Peter Vogel came back to me hang on a minute, I don't need that circuit board. And I just started joining the components together. Mm-hmm. And it, the first one looked like, you know, I'd thrown up in an enclosure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just bath. Uh, it was a mess. But I thought, there's something here. And it did, I, I, the, something about the the integrity of the signal really made me kind of think, I like this and I've spent I've spent the last 20 years perfect not perfecting it that's a that's that's the wrong word but you know working working it forward really and that's where I am now so Mm -hmm. yeah um lots of lots of stuff have come into it you know my printing experience as a when I left school I was a screen printer um and that kind of led to me having my own digital print business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've kind of used all that. I screen print the enclosures before they're acid etched. Um, so I kind of, you know, pulling on all my bits of experience to uh, do this thing. Yeah. You know, that's a that's actually a topic that my wife and I got into the other mm-hmm. day because I have a tendency to be a little bit pessimistic with my past career choices mm. uh, because they 
Like I look at some of it and I'm like, that was just a complete waste of time because it has nothing to do with with anything that I'm doing now. You think and then that, I'll find you? myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I tend to be pretty pessimistic about that, especially in regards to my school. I was like, this just has nothing to do with anything that I do now. Hmm. But it's not the right way to look at it because it's not even that's not even actually true. Yeah. And uh, I mean, because here, you know. In a few days, I'm flying to Nashville to, you know, run a forklift and and do a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise known how to do. Sweet. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going down there to move some new machines into the Stringjoy shop, and Sweet. you know, yeah. it's going to be easy peasy because I'm just drawing on past experience. Yeah, that, it's, you know, it, it I wouldn't is, have otherwise had. I think I think sometimes we our, our experiences sort of add up, and it's almost like we think we choose what we're going to do but actually it chooses us because it's like a sum total of what of the area we feel comfortable going into mm-hmm. you know, it's like oh I, yeah i feel comfortable going that way because there's lots of other things that might support it like say working with heavy machinery you know there's something in the back of your mind in your lizard brain going i don't have a problem with any of this i can drive a forklift right you know, <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Used to drive much bigger things than this. Yeah, so well, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. whereas somebody who'd maybe you know been um, uh, you know, not been experienced to heavy iron, mm-hmm. is not is going to go. Oh, so anyway. Well, I yeah. mean, even soldering for the first time is a little bit intimidating if you've never done it. It's like, mm. uh, I don't know, but you have yeah. to like think about like well i've done this similar thing before i can probably handle it yeah but i think it's you know my my partner in that business scott he's he's much better about that yeah i look at what he's doing now i'm like man your past has nothing to do with any of this but then when i listen to him talk about his career and how it's developed i'm like oh it's it all it's all connected and that's actually true for everyone it's something i'm trying to work on mentally because it's a it's a stupid thing to think like everything leads you to where you are yeah right yeah now. totally there was a there was a mobile phone advert which i you know i hated at the time because it's kind of you know marketing men getting what's gonna what's gonna sell the most things but it was a it was all about saying you are who you meet mm-hmm. you know and 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 it's a similar thing with 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 careers you know you are what you've done so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's um Def- it's a never unfolding tapestry, isn't it? You know, where we, right. our, our journey through uh, through this planet. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just all just particles bouncing around here, yeah, trying yeah, to figure exactly. out what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try not to get broken. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, when joy, would you say absolutely dope business? By the way, guys, I'm, it's a it's oh. a really it's really refreshing to see the kind of the way you guys have come into this thing and um because it can't be an easy sector to crack so um absolutely yeah brilliant yeah thank you very much yeah it's it's weirdly uh, like you you wouldn't think it outside looking in but yeah strings are probably eh, almost the hardest one to break into i would say based on on my experience yeah 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 yeah, and with good reason you know they they're they they do a good job in a lot of ways and Mm. so we had to figure out what can, what what are, what holes are are there to plug you know and yeah, go from there yeah, basically yeah, yeah which is probably the way to approach most businesses if we're being honest try to figure out so. yeah you know the holes that you can plug yeah but yeah, um yeah. well i was going to ask you when you when did you start would you say really getting traction with this so that it could be it's, so much of your focus it's brian's fault wampler you know, Wampler's fault. That's brain. That's uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, okay. So uh, if you, if we go back to the beginning of um, of lockdown of the whole pandemic thing, uh, I was I've been in the travel industry for ten years. I'd worked for the same company, really, kind of you know brown nosing corporate job. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> um. But it paid the mortgage, you know. Um, I'd build. I've been building pedals for friends and, you know, whatever, uh, for a long time, and you know, local musicians for mates' rates, sort of thing. And I started to think, kind of six months before the pandemic, when I really need to, you know, crap or get off the pot, basically, on these pedals. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, right, 
so I'd started working on, I'd put a website together. I'd got my, my branding sorted out, which is kind of rudimentary, but, you know, we all need some kind of image. And, totally. um, and so I, I was ready and I built this, I built this workshop. It, 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 I wanted a workshop and I thought, oh, in the summer leading up to the pandemic, I built this. Um, and, um, then it all happened. Um, right. It all happened. Yeah. I mean, it, and being in the travel industry, boom, that was it. That was the first industry that just hit flatlined. Yep. Completely mm-hmm. in, in travel in, and live music gone yeah, instantly in, in yep. days, literally in days. It was unbelievable the freefall that, that, that the industry went into. So, anyway, um, I had posted a photograph of I've got the pedal up here somewhere, but anyway, um, a photograph of a pedal on my I think my Instagram, and Brian commented, This is gorgeous. So, I was like, Oh. I like that. I screenshotted it, put it up on a group on in Facebook called Fuzztopia and just saying, oh, somebody likes my stuff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dan from The Pedal Show saw it, DM'd me and said, please send me one of these. And apparently he never, he never asked people to send him stuff because he's always getting bombarded with stuff anyway. Um, I sent it over to him Um Three weeks later, they did a show, featured me on the show, and literally that day, I was thinking, what's that funny noise keeps coming from my phone? Ding, 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 ding. And it was the back end of my website. I, I, not, I, I didn't really know what the sales sound was on the, <laughs> on the app, you know, what, what, what the notification sound was. I said, what's, what's that all that? I, and we were driving to we had a little weekend away uh, with the family up in um near the coast and we got there and i opened up what is all that business and i was like what where are all these sales come from? then i realized that it had been on the show and I, you know because i kind of didn't realize they, they'd put it even put the, the stuff on the show and it literally hasn't looked back my redundancy payment is still sat in the bank you know, wow! Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's one of those sort of perfect storm things, you know. So and um, and I guess the fact, uh, as we were talking about earlier, on the fact that I've had my own businesses, that I've run businesses and things, I kind of it did. I did. I didn't find it daunting, so I found it fairly easy to steer the whole thing without it. Or you know, going to pot, got an accountant, got a bookkeeper, you know, quick sharp. Um, so I could concentrate on building pedals. Um, that is a that is an underrated part. I I've oh, actually saw yeah. a friend a friend of mine who was struggling with this small business the other day, and you know he was just expressing his his uh, you know frustration with you know how things were going. He's like, sales are great, but I can't seem to make any money. And I was like, you know. I hate bookkeeping. I yeah. hate looking at spreadsheets and data, and that's not why I do what I do. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah. You 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 just have to, even if you don't want to. It is the downfall of so many small businesses not keep track. They don't they don't know where their numbers are at. I actually had a guy contact me who was looking to sell his small pedal brand. Yeah. And it was doing pretty well. Um, it wasn't the biggest in the world. He was just like, I, I kind of need to get out of this for personal reasons. Yeah, he's like, yeah. what, what do you think it's worth? I'm like, well, what are your numbers? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I sell about this much a year. I'm like, and how much is that as profit? You know, like how, like what is, you know, really basic high level stuff. Yeah. I was like, cause yeah. nobody's going to know how to value the thing if you don't know what your numbers are. And he's like, oh, I don't even know how to find that out. Cause it was all just going into his personal bank account and all mixed together. And it's, yeah. It's, um, it's like, I know how easy that trap is to fall into, but anybody yeah. that's out there listening, don't do that. You will, no. you will thank me, thank me later. Don't do it. For, <laughs> literally for a few bucks a month, you can get an accounting package that pretty much does everything. You rig your PayPal up to it. You rig your bank up to it. And it, and all that stuff happens automatically. You don't have to enter data in anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's just easy. So um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally don't don't 
leave that stuff to the last minute. No. No. No, it's I, and I say this for a little bit from personal experience too, because yeah, I've yeah. been that guy. Oh no, the end of the year! Ah, I got yeah. three days to file everything. You know, don't do that. It's unnecessary stress. It, yeah, it, you will thank you. You will thank yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the other thing with running a small business, be, expect to spend probably sixty percent of your time not doing the thing that your small business is about. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, building pedals. If I get if I get half of my work week building pedals, that's a success. Well, you, know? you do a really good job, especially for somebody that's you know relatively not new to building pedals, but new to having a pedal company. Mm. You do a really good job with your content and keeping people you know informed on what's going yeah, on and totally. I, I mean in fact that's how this podcast happened because you tagged me in one of those videos yeah 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 the Monday minute. <laughs> so yeah yeah those are great you know and yeah. and people really enjoy that stuff and i think that a lot of people don't quite even in today's content driven world mm. don't fully understand how important that is yeah you i know? mean it, it it goes back to um i read um there's a there's a thing that floats around the internet. It's this handwritten scale, um, page by um, one of Theolonius Monk's uh, band members. Okay, the mm-hmm. jazz uh, pianist, and it's all these all these written notes. It's all about stay sharp. You know, leave uh, leave the melody for me. That's my part. And you know, all these sort of tips and and things. And one of them was. Um, don't scout for gigs, just show up on the scene. Ah, interesting. Okay. And just, and it's it's the same thing, just be there. You know, and, and that's a philosophy that I've always lived by, really. If you, want to, if you want to be, you've just got to show up. And, you know, people like to see, you know, I, I get lots of, I, I, I get kind of, a, not a guilt complex, but I get, concerned you know that I'm, I'm not putting the work out fast enough because people buy the stuff in advance right um it's the only way i can really handle it on my on my own you know i then get to order the parts that i need and i can manage it it's just easier to manage that way um but i always feel that even though people have been informed about my 90 day or 120 day wait list i if you went 100 if you ordered a pedal and went 120 days without hearing from somebody, even if you knew, you'd get a little bit like, mm, are they still there? What's the radio silence all about? You know, <laughs> that is a, that's, a, that's a while to go with kind of radio silence. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely. Really so, um, and people really seem to enjoy, you know, the progress of seeing things made and how they're made and what have you. And um, I've got no secrets, you know. Um, I'm not telling you where I buy my transistors, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I've got no secrets about what, I mean, there are none with the, the techniques all on the internet, you know, let's be honest. If you want to, if you want to find out how to do what I do, you can spend a couple of hours and find it out on the internet. So there's no point in me hiding it. So I might as well share it in an, in an easy to find way for everybody else to start. Cause it's great. Build, I don't mind if people build their own pedals. It's not, you know, it's, do it. Get on with it, guys. You know, it's not it's not difficult. I was going to say they they may be able to find the information on how to do it, but I, mm. I think it's going to take uh you know the aforementioned uh, or not aforementioned, but the classically mentioned ten thousand hours or so yeah. to get oh, to yeah. where things are quite yeah. to the level of cleanliness and tidiness that yours are at. It's oh, pretty you. impressive. Yeah. I mean, you have to start somewhere, though. You know, um, and. Um, yeah, it's not. It's and it's such a it's such a great thing. Okay, I still get a buzz every time I finish a batch, and it's like right, okay, time to check them, plug them in for the first time, and everyone when it fires up, it's like, I, 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 I it's that, it's that first dopamine hit of that first pedal that you built that worked every mm-hmm. time. You know, it's going back to that kind of first hit. And there's nothing like it, you know, having built a pedal yourself, plug it in, boom. Um, yeah, it's a great buzz still. Yeah. 
even, even better when it's like you know a new a new one maybe that's like I've yeah. never built this circuit before. Yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah, what happens. Absolutely. And of course, well, as you've built more and more, it you know it gets a little bit easier. There's there's uh, fifty buzzes there waiting to happen. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's all. In, that's a new circuit as well. So that'll be interesting. Ooh, fun! Can mm. you tell us about it? Um, well, I mean, they're, they're all sold, so it's a it's a it's a circuit that's been introduced, but that's the first batch of them. So it's Got a it. it's a it's a Mark II a Zonk machine, um, which is a silicon two transistor. The Mark the original Zonk machine uh, is a tone bender type uh, fuzz uh, based on the Mark One tone bender, but with some uh, values sort of swaps really and it's got a, a much more it's got an upper octave that kind of blooms as the note kind of grows really um it's a and it's got a very crumbly decay um and uh yeah it's a it's a really killer pedal um i've got a couple of the early versions out with some some quite juicy uh, players at the moment nice uh, yeah so, nice. Uh, yeah it's good i know it i know it's i've had the feedback from the right people <laughs> so yeah perfect perfect yeah it's a uh, it's it's really incredible when you get to wake up every day and you know like we said maybe you you're not doing the thing exact thing you want to do oh, 24 7 living but, the dream uh, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah i know what you're saying yeah the accounts are yeah. a little bit of a bummer but you know yeah but they're a little bit of a bummer but like yeah. you know everything i do like it leads to me getting to do this this is yeah. the goal if i yeah. could just do this all the time 24 totally. 7 that'd yeah. be fantastic yeah. um but yeah, it's 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 really we live in uh in a world that's never really existed before. Right. Because, you know, previously, you know, pre-internet, you could be making you probably would have just been making those for your friends still, yeah. most likely, unless you Completely. really put out a concerted effort to mm. get into stores and yeah. which is a whole different beast that mm. wouldn't really work with your model, I'm assuming, the way no, you No, pre- not really. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's um it's the 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 growth of the whole kind of the small builder, you know, with amps, guitars, pedals, you you know, you name it, whatever uh, kind of uh, niche you're into, um, has never been more popular because it, 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 and it's similar with music, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have, uh, uh, with music, we don't have those massive icons anymore. It's, it's all starting to be, you know, there's, there's some, Around me, there's some absolutely amazing acts just in in 25 mile radius. There's I know there's some brilliant, brilliant musicians who are never going to get anywhere. Uh, not mm-hmm. when I say get anywhere, they're never going to get signed. They're never going to get a big tour. They're never, you know, but they are as good as anybody you see, you know, touring. And and that's partly to do with the internet because. Um. Yeah, the, it just, they have the access to be able to put their thing forward and grab enough traction to give them the motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas back in the 70s, getting that initial, t- even that tiny bit of traction that gives you that motivation was, you know, was really difficult. I'll go back to the seventies. That's that's my that was a time when I was learning everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, I mean it wasn't that much different um as far as the ability to make a living doing artistic type things, uh, even in the the nineties. Yeah, it was yeah, still pretty totally. much the same. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. A- and in it, it that's what's so like the internet is not without its problems, uh, obviously. Yeah. They're very yeah. clear and obvious. But it's also, I think I think it's reasonable to say, that especially for I, for me, definitely, um, it's been a massive, massive life improvement overall for a lot of us. You know, we're mm-hmm. able to actually cut through the noise to some degree. Like, yeah. podcasting wasn't a thing. You know, I remember I remember thinking as a little kid, I was like, oh, it might be kind of fun to be on the radio. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even now, looking at it, I'm like, ah, I wouldn't really want to be on the radio. I couldn't I do say, what I wanted to do. Imagine being you know? a radio. I mean, being a radio DJ these days, or you know, people. It's not. It's a. It's a shrinking medium. Mm-hmm. It really is because the growth of podcasts is just over the even though over the pandemic, 
has been massive, you know, because there've mm-hmm. been people um, forming new habits over the pandemic that won't get broken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some people have said that the that major events like that, especially at a global scale, which I don't think most of us have never, even our grandparents haven't really experienced yeah, that, you know, no. uh, it it moves things forward that were already happening. And you can yeah. really see a lot of that. I yeah. mean, I don't have to explain. Pre-pandemic, I had to explain to almost every guest, okay, this is how we record. Yeah. This is what we need to set up. This yeah. is what we need to do. Yeah. And that happens once in a while now, but yeah. it's rare. Now it's just like, okay, what system do you use? I use this. Okay, cool. I don't need any more explanation because exactly. everyone's yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And it, it's... um. It's the same with a lot of things with working from home. Um, you know, it's not alien to to many people now. Um, and um, it's just, yeah, like you say, e- even to stream gigs, for instance, before mm-hmm. the pandemic, a stream gig was like, oh, that's a, that's a novelty, isn't it? You right. know, whereas now it's a thing. It's an absolute mm-hmm. cement, a concrete thing. You know, if somebody streams a gig, you just, oh, shall I? We're going to watch this or not, you know. It, it, um, so yeah, it set that in position, and I think I actually think um, it's past its kind of tipping point now. Um, and uh, I, I think stream gigs have got quite a long, long way to go. I think that I think it will mature quite dramatically, you know. I think the- we'll start seeing probably very soon you know, really big performances that aren't just streamed, you know, and we well, actually, there was some of this done even during the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but like, we'll start seeing high, really high production. Like basically yeah. like if you were watching something at the Grammys, Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll start yeah. seeing that become somewhat normalized. I think with larger yeah. acts, you know, absolutely. You'll see yeah. Adele or whatever. And they'll be like, Adele's going to be live at this, whatever Royal Albert hall, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, on this date, you can stream it on her official YouTube channel for $12 exactly. or and whatever. And it kind of skips know? out all the, a lot of the networks because, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, 10 years ago, it would have had been down to, you know, the the, the big TV networks to and, and they take a chunk of change out of it and it has you know, all the red tape and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, you know, you can just get in an independent broadcast, uh, broadcast crew, film it, stream it straight out to your website, and it cuts and and really i mean it again we're talking about bringing that kind of quality of output down to smaller acts it's much mm-hmm. more uh, accessible for local acts to be able to you know uh stream you know something that you would never have dreamed of doing 10 years ago you know no. uh, multiple cameras you know, proper sound, all that stuff for probably less than, I don't know, 800 bucks. You could probably get yourself a setup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's crazy, you know, um, mind you actually running that software, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I got a, a, a small taste of it when I went to uh, JHS. Yeah. That, oh, okay. that live stream setup that they have is extremely impressive oh like when man I, it, he's it, yeah that's a it's perfect example. it's fun to watch yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's fun to watch like on the screen as a viewer but seeing behind the scenes of how he actually did all of those little stingers that gets dropped in that he has the box all that stuff yeah. he's manually reaching over he's got it programmed but he's yeah. manually reaching over and inserting those live on the fly yeah, some yeah. people have actually accused him of it not being live Really, and I'm like, no, it's very live. Like yeah. I was there. It's Word, very, very live. <laughs> words is hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Words is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good. That's a good example. I mean, yeah. who knows what the what the world is and headed that, to with that stuff? Yeah. I, I wonder how long major networks will even be able to support themselves. Absolutely, because you know what Josh is doing is uh, is. Uh, uh, without any regulation around it, you know, it's mm-hmm. as good uh, as as a broadcast TV show. Definitely, it's you Definitely. know, 
I mean, it's a bit madcap and a little bit loose and all that kind of stuff. But you know, there's there's sometimes that's the sort of TV show that that people want, you know, and um, and yeah, I mean, the, the quality of that stuff. And that's, I mean, you and you look at the pet that pedal show again. The quality of their stuff is is slightly more um, uh, less less madcap and less kind of zany, um, but it just it's still really great quality uh, streaming. Excuse me, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there's more to come. You know, uh, the, I mean, you see the quality of uh, of of some of the. Um, the gear demos we see, you know, you look at guys like demos in the dark, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a guy in the UK called Dipswitch Demos. Um, oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, really, really great quality. And um, the Danish guy, um, Danish Pete. N- oh yeah, no, not uh, not Purple mm-hmm. Pete, but yeah, he's great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that did, there was all that fuss about the Hendrix Strat. Um, which I really feel for him because uh, um, he came over to Denmark, uh, Denmark Street, and uh, played a, a, what he thought was a was a Hendrix Strat, mm-hmm. and it was kind of it was a bit shot down in flames. He did a vi- whole video about it, and it, oh, what's his name? Oh, it'll come to me anyway. But his okay. his his stuff is uh, absolutely um, stunning to look at. I'm going to, while we talk, I'm going to see if I can find his name. <laughs> Sounds good. I actually didn't see any of that. So he, he, he played what he thought was a Hendrix Strat yeah, and then it was yeah, they, a fake or something. Uh, um, it, it, it was, I, yeah, it was, I'm not entirely sure everybody, it was, a, it was a fake. I think it was just a misunderstanding. People thought they'd probably got the Strat and it wasn't one. You know, okay, got they'd it. kind of gone through it, and you know, lots of people who looked at the grain and all those sort of things, and uh, eventually the the um, the uh, the interwebs decided it wasn't, and he, there was kind of quite a lot of trolling, you know, and it was uh, Paul David's. Oh, Paul David's. Okay, yeah, yeah, I missed yeah. that. I know, yeah. I know Paul David's, but yeah. I should have, I should, I should have been able to pull that one out. Yeah. He's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But his, uh, his, um, his production quality is absolutely stunning. Really simple, beautifully lit. You know, really, really well put together. Um, but it's actually really difficult to do something simple like that and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just now like getting into cameras and trying to learn all this stuff and I man, I had no idea how little I knew. I had, I'm so Vid- so behind the curve with all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, video edit still. I mean, I, I um I have a, a photography degree, but in wet process photography from way back in the whenever it was, late 80s I think. Um so photography and I kind of played catch up with digital photography, but video, digital video just baffles me. Editing the stuff. It just I just and it's only a case of learning the language of the uh of the software, to be honest. I just I've just run out of space in my head, to be honest. You know, I understand. 404 I... not found. <laughs> Redirect. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, I I am really fortunate because I don't I would be even further behind than I am, but my friend Devon Whitaker, who's just incredible at that stuff, mm. is holding my hand and shepherding me Brilliant. through the wilderness because yeah. I I do not know what I'm doing. I'm actually taking my well, I'm still building my rig out, but I'm taking an actual semblance semblance of a camera rig with me on this trip just to practice because um yeah yeah absolutely that's the only way you learn is by doing it really Mm -hmm. i may some of this footage may never see the light of day but at least i'll i'll have my getting my feet wet with yeah i easily i mean the only way to learn a card game is to play it Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah totally yeah and that's a you know kind of the reoccurring thing that comes up on this podcast all the time it's like hey just do it like Whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it, you're trying to put out a record or if you're trying to build yeah. pedals or if you're yeah. whatever it is that you're trying to pursue. There's no there's no reason you can't do it. Mm. I'm just some bonehead from 
Portland. I don't know. Like I'm just talking into a you know into a microphone and hopefully people space. like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it hits some eardrums. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. To be honest, you you really have to skin your knees um, in the, to begin with um, to to get it right. You know, if mm-hmm. you if you sail into something and it all goes well, then uh, you get down the line and something does go wrong, it hurts so much more than if all oh, the yeah. little things have gone wrong first before we've actually got <laughs> successful because you know how to dodge them then. Absolutely. Or, or not make them happen, yeah. That's actually a really good point back to the, you know, starting a small business, mm. you know, side of it because you got a lot of your bumps and scrapes out of the way you know, with the printing business. Yeah. And that, that, otherwise I would hypothesize you wouldn't have been able to just kind of take off and run with this the way you've been able to. Absolutely not. And the same making, building pedals for friends and, you know, uh, 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 just because if they didn't work, it wasn't a big stress. Uh, I'd just be, oh, right, we'll bring it back. We'll sort it out. And we'd, we'd have a jam as well, you know, and a cup of tea and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, it gets sorted and there'd be no hard feelings. Whereas if you get into it and, you know, you're selling the stuff, then um, I'm not saying there'd be hard feelings. It's just more stressful from my point of view. So I've learned all that stuff, you know, what things work, what don't, what components you have to buy to make sure, you know, don't skimp on the foot switch, you know, mm-hmm. um, don't skimp on this, don't skimp on that. You can get away with X, Y, Z, you know, um, or not get away, but you can, you know, you know where you cannot uh, muck about and you have to spend as much as you possibly can. Right. Um, Because uh, it's very easy. There's a lot of guys out there uh, I see, you know, who start up and I can see from, uh, you know, just from what they're doing that they're using, uh, substandard, not substandard. That's that's cruel, but um, using cheaper components that don't necessarily have, you know, the uh, the lifetime. And um, these days, it, it's it's you're in contact all the time, aren't you? Like, say, it's it's one of the things about the internet that you know, if somebody uh, gets a, something that's faulty, they're they're straight back, they're straight onto you, right? And, you know. <laughs> and it needs to be sorted out and rightly so you know um so it's like um you know shooting yourself in the foot almost by using by using cheaper parts if i'm absolutely honest you know um uh, because it will come back to you right yeah there there is though a and a point of diminishing returns you have to balance yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely Uh, yeah. yeah Yeah, I know there's a pedal company here near near me. I don't think they're around anymore, but they use what I consider to be the best stomp switches I've ever seen in my mm. life. I'm like, there's no way these things are going to go bad. And I suggested to somebody, like, you should check these out sometime. They're like, oh, I have. They're like $23. Carling, I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Carlings, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's like, oh, well, that, you know... Maybe it is the best, and maybe it will never wear out. But mm. also, are people willing to pay that much? Not uh, yeah, generally. Not, yeah, not, yeah, no, not totally. I, I get it. I mean, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not navigating to the moon, are we? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, it's, um, I think, I guess, it's more about traceability. You know, um, you know, there's a lot, of, lot of parts that come. And you don't know where they've been made, how they've been made, what factory they're made in, all that right. sort of stuff. I'm much, my, all my parts have, you know, they come from a legit source. Um, and they, uh, you know, that that's what I mean when, I, you know, when I mean pay for something, you you, yeah. you pay more for that accountability than the 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 actual, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't spend $23 on a foot switch either. <laughs> Um, it just doesn't end up serving the consumer in the way that it may seem. No, you know? no, like, no. Unless you've got they really just end up big boots. Big. <laughs> I yeah, mean, if yeah, anybody's yeah. ever stomped on one of these things or seen them, they're actually kind of hard to push. I mean, yeah. they're they're yeah. oh, very, yeah. very, very uh, robust. 
And mm. I mm. think that's because they're made to be used in heavy equipment and things like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little bit different yeah. thing. I think they might be, you know, for for because um, obviously they they're not just everything in a pedal is being uh, all the parts that are in a pedal are, are designed. You know, we're kind of bastardizing these pedals. They've been designed yes. for something else, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're a little offshoot, you know. So the f- stomp switches, they're designed to turn, you know, great big machines on and off that uh, could crush your head, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Some yeah. of our string winders have the same the same on and off switches as some of the guitar pedals I've seen. Yeah. It's like yeah. literally the same thing. Yeah. It, it <laughs> But yeah, it's um I think a lot of people get that they forget that about this industry. They forget that like none of these electronic supply people made these transistors with the intention that they were going to be used in a fuzz pedal. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, no that's right. <laughs> They're all in heart rate monitors or, you know, or um yeah, or or flying rockets to the moon. Mhm. Yeah. Um it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've uh the the guys that um, that I buy a lot of my I use uh, a lot of uh, new old stock transistors. Um, everything else I buy new capacitors and resistors and whatever brand new. But my transistors, which I personally I think are the are the key. You can't. There's something about old transistors that uh, that really does bring something to the party. Um, and and I I've got a couple of guys that have got huge stocks of of stuff and um, the dealers, and they are lucky enough that they had no idea about about fuzz pedals when I first nope. started working with them, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've 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 tried not to educate them too much. <laughs> um, they're like oh these old things we yeah. were gonna throw them away yeah, exactly like, yeah yeah <laughs> no they're not that stupid unfortunately um mm. but uh um yes and they've got some crazy crazy old stock and um can't remember where i was going with this now uh but yeah oh yeah so they they um they have customers that restore old medical equipment Oh really? Oh, that's a thing. Uh, yeah, it's a thing. And old, uh, I mean, I understand old telephones and old, you know, old kind of TVs and radios and all those sort of things. But yeah, that restore old medical equipment. Not uh, obviously not for use. Just so they've got, mach- right? You know, like Monty Python th- say, you know, is that the machine that goes bing? <laughs> just so they've got yeah, a I was machine say. that goes bing. I suppose. I was gonna say if there was, I don't know that I want the old new old stock heart rate monitor. I kind of want the more accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my artificial lung was from 1969. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. I did have something specific I wanted to talk to you about before we close out, and we're uh-huh. getting close to that. But um, obviously, you do point to point stuff. You're known for that. Uh-huh. That's why people come to you. Do you ever see yourself? You know getting outside of that box, so to speak? Do you ever see yourself trying maybe some turret board or even going to a full PCB for certain designs? Because well, obviously uh, you, yeah, I, you I, have I, to at some point for certain types of pedals. Yeah. Do you see yourself going there? Um, well, I've done it. I've, I've recently have done a couple of uh, OG uh, uh, fuzz faces. Mm-hmm. So, which, uh, you know, I mean, that's obviously on a traditional uh, circuit board, the uh, reproduction fuzz face circuit board. So, yeah, um, that's kind of one thing, I guess. Um, but I get, I know what you're getting to that, you know, in a, in a kind of modern world, is there anything uh, that I'm thinking about doing that needs a circuit board? Because there are limitations with point to point, you know, um, you can't really it starts to get spaghetti when you when you get into complex circuits right um hey uh not at the moment but i'm not going to rule it out in the future but at the moment um i've got um a plan to go with and do uh um uh what i'm going to phrase sort of a tour grade version um i know that this is not i've no, I haven't got it up here. I've got a prototype that uses tag board uh, in a mm-hmm. very specific way. Um, 
and um, I dropped it out of the uh, out, uh, first floor window to test it. Um, <laughs> and it still worked. It cr- cr- actually cracked the enclosure, but it still played. Uh, nice. Which I thought was quite cool. Um, whereas the the uh, the the point-to-point stuff that I do now is it's it's built to be robust. I build it so one of the considerations is structural integrity as much as the circuit looking pretty. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they're pretty tough, but um, one of the guys that uh, that uh, I can't really mention uh, wanted to uh, have something that he could, you know, that he could throw in a plane, um, you know, that could travel all around the world uh, and not be... Um, you know, not be a pain in the ass when he gets to the gigs. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll build something absolutely, you know, as strong as it possibly could be. Um, so that's going to be my kind of next thing, which is not really a circuit board, but not strictly point to point. Um, right. it's, uh, there's two, basically two strips of, uh, fiberglass, um, circuit board with tags on them. And then mm-hmm. the and then they're about sort of uh, I don't know a couple of inches apart. And then the uh, components are kind of they link up in between those two strips. It's difficult to yeah. describe without having the. I've yeah. I've seen that style before yeah. in amps yeah. usually. Yes, um, yes, it's similar. But this doesn't actually have the baseboard. This is the, these strips are suspended on uh, on um, on some rods. Without right. show, it's it's a it's something I've been working on for a year or so now. It's a oh cool. Um, I'm sure I've got it somewhere. I know this is not a visual show, so um, well, it might be. It might. That's be. why we're using this platform now. So hold on. I hope hold to on. let me see. I, I hope to start it. putting these out. Uh, oh, he's going for it. Uh, oh god, where's it gone? Oh well, it's not here. Oh well, yeah, another day. Well, we can you can find it later, and we'll share it on Instagram. Or yes, something. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is an Instagram post about it a few few months ago, but yeah, we're, I'll, I'll I'll share it at some point. Nice, nice. Well, we were at we're at that point in the show where we start winding things down, mm-hmm. and I do have a couple of the classic questions that I need to ask you. Yep. But before I do that, this is the point where I like to let the guests take the floor and say whatever they want to say to, you know, you got a few thousand people sitting in front of you right now. So yeah. you can plug whatever you want to plug, shout out your grandma or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really one for plugging, but, uh, um, yeah, if you, uh, like fuzz, uh, please come and have a look at my website, www.reeveselectro.co.uk, um, or my Instagram at Reeves electro, um, I update multiple times a day. Um, I try and take some nice photographs. If you like, kind of, you know, the whole pedal porn thing, you'll love my Instagram. And uh, if you just want to buy a T-shirt, buy a there T-shirt. Go. I've Ooh, got about five nice or six t-shirt. designs. So uh, there we go. There we go. I like it. And seriously, everybody, if you if this is the first time you've heard of Marcus, if you have not actually seen this with your own eyeballs yet, go go see them and then go hear them played. Uh, it's really, really impressive stuff. So that's why he's here. He's here because Thank I was you. like, wow, that's beautiful. And then, you know, we've interacted a little bit on the, on the interwebs and now he's here on the show. So Boom. definitely go check out his work. I really recommend it because we're all big nerds and we like that kind of stuff. Mm. Sit down, circuit <laughs> nerd. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. You got to make that shirt happen. Yeah, uh, man, he's, he's, <laughs> he's going on about the graphic a bit too long, isn't he? I think he just needs to crack on. I think so. I think so. I don't know. Um, I, if he's feeling this good about it, I feel like I, I, you don't want to rush an artist. No, but, uh... absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> All right. So, okay. classic questions. Mm. First one: What is your favorite boss pedal? Ooh, um, I had a Boss Phaser back in there. I can't remember which one it was. It was orange. I guess it was probably uh, Phase 90-ish kind of thing. can't remember the name of it, but that was a cracking pedal. Uh, mm. That was back in the late 80s, 90s, early 90s probably. 
Oh man, uh, that was probably a good old Mij one too. I yeah, don't know. It, I don't know the phasers that well. I can't yeah. think of that one off the top of my head. But the boss phaser. Now I'm gonna have. Those are so many things we're gonna have to show later because we. Yes. You know. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. That's cool. All right, and finally. Mm. The classic question. This is the one that everybody gets up in arms about, but I have to ask. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Oh, man. Um, I've recently had to go dairy-free because uh, the the whole kind of milk thing I found out really disagrees with me. So um, one without cheese on it, man. Oh, can't man. Do it. I can't do it. Uh- <laughs> tried, I've even tried the vegan cheese, and honestly, it's like eating feet. <laughs> it's You'd rather not have cheese than I'd have rather the vegan not, cheese. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather not have cheese. So, unfortunately, it will be kind of like a, you know, a uh, an olive and rosemary flatbed. I get bread, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can do the, the classic margarita. That's a good. That's a good Without, cheeseless option. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sadly, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's rewind though. Like, mm. go back to your cheese eating. Okay, days. back in the day, like, back in the day. Yeah, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be a meat feast. Absolutely, mm-hmm. every yeah. possible meat in the planet on a pizza <laughs> with all the cheese. Oh yes, now you're talking. I do. I do like to go. I've I've become a little more reserved, uh, mm. and and you know, kind of like trying to. Uh, appreciate the complexities that are in a simpler pie when you really did get yeah. break it down but sometimes sometimes you just got to glutton haven't you, you got to do it yeah yeah, yeah you just got to do it yeah. you got to put all the meat on I'm a big, and just go for it a big meat right man I, I i follow the like the the all the grill and steak channels on the on instagram as heavily as i do uh fuzz pedals you know it's me too yeah and there's <laughs> yes. i'll tell you what there's some absolutely amazing Turkish grill channels as well. If you've not Ooh. checked out the whole kind of, I'll send you a link to a couple of guys, and that some of them are just you watch it, and you're like, oh man, it's six o'clock in the morning, and I want a chicken shish. <laughs> 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 you see these things like wow. So yeah, oh, I'll, link yeah. You, I'll link you up with some stuff because they're, they're all really. Un- I'd love to tell you the names, but they're unpronounceable Turkish names. Um, Got it. Uh, but yeah, there's some great Turkish grill channels on. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I'm excited. I mm. there's nothing mm. I like better than new food things to follow. Yeah, yeah. yep. I uh, I I will shout out one of my favorite, uh, very pronounceable uh, Instagram yeah. channels. Uh, it's uh, over the fire cooking. Is oh okay. It's at yeah. over the fire cooking. At He's a dude cooking. in Nashville. Yeah. yeah, and everything he makes, I'm like, oh, 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 I gotta try that. Oh, yeah. I gotta try that. Like, oh, it's just and and he breaks it down. It's great because he shows you what it is. Yeah. He gives you the one minute run through of how to do it. Yeah. And then he's like, for the full recipe, go to my website. It's there for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, um, and I love those brilliant. places. Yeah. I follow yeah. Uh, Grill Nation. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, hang on, let me see if I can get him up. Uh, yeah, I think it's Grill Nation. Uh, yeah, so grill- since we're on this, on this subject... Oh, go ahead. You got him, Grill Nation. Yeah, Grill Nation. If you, yeah, check out Grill Nation because he does exactly the same thing, but it's mostly Texas barbecue, and it's just mm. like absolutely killer stuff. And he does like like you say, one minute, and it's like bang, 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 and some of it looks like a heart attack on a plate, to be honest. But it doesn't <laughs> that's every Texas barbecue, isn't it? Of course. I, I mean, that's kind of how I base my brisket is on Texas style. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I cooked one last week that really turned out nice. I was nice. really proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah. When, yeah it, the, when it hits, it really hits. Yeah, this Grill Nation guy, yeah, he does a, he, his, uh, his crust is to die for. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> you're getting hungry already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm hungry. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. So I have to ask, since we're on this subject and we do have a few minutes left. Yeah. Like, obviously, you don't follow all these and just look at them. I imagine you do partake it yourself. I've, I've, yeah, I've got what a smoke. kind of grill setup do you got? Yeah, what do you I've got? I've got a smoker. Tell I've me. got an oak smoker out the back. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm big on smoking at the moment. Um, yeah. Smoking meat. Mm-hmm. And, me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't talk about it quite enough on this show. I talk yeah. about pizza, which is a great love of mine, mm. but... 
I, I I probably smoke more meat than I eat pizzas, to be honest. Oh like, wow, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do it all the time. And we, we I, I I just um, we we I charcoal grill everything, you know. But um, uh, yeah, smoking is just this. Yeah, yeah. A pellet grill is what I've been on for a few years, and yeah, they're there's there's they're like cheating. Everything you put on it, you just take a regular chicken breast, mm. put a little, put a little, you don't even have to put anything on it if you don't want to, throw it on there, cook yeah. it just normal, just yeah. cook it till it's done, mm. and it will be better than if you took the same breast and put it in an oven and cooked it at the same temperature. Um, it gets a little bit of that smoke penetration, and it's it's just as easy. It's I I love the pellet smoke. I'll tell you one of the things that I've come across on from this uh, Turkish Grill um, channel is. They um, they'll do all the meats and then they'll get a whole load of hickory chicks chips, mm-hmm. smash that on, and do all their flatbreads and uh, like peppers and stuff like that with the wood smoke. And you have not tasted bread like it. Honestly, get some get some wood chip and just heat up some bread with it. The taste is off the charts. I I oh man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, only I'm takes doing, a couple I'm minutes. I'm doing that today. Yeah, only I'm takes a couple minutes, and it's like whoa. <laughs> Vegetables the same. They really suck in all that wood smoke flavor. So if you mm-hmm. if you grill some peppers, um, or you know, like a veggie kebab or something like that on there, that you know, sounds really mundane. But with that wood smoke flavor, it is just. Yeah, to, actually, I've done that quite a bit. To actually, kill for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do a lot of skewers with the peppers and and yeah. onions. Onions take it really nice too. They mm. really mellows them out. And yeah, uh, I'm hungry. We're gonna have to stop. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> Grill go. Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for coming on. This is a no great worries, chat, brother. I, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. All right, everybody. For Marcus, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There. All right, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Marcus was a true joy to talk to, and if you have not checked out his pedals, please make sure you do so. Get over to his social medias, check them out, go to his website, check that out, and pick one up because he's making really cool stuff. And if you want to hear more of this episode, you can slide yourself over to Patreon, where for five bucks a month, you too can get more episodes beamed directly to your ears every single week. There is so much content over there for you. There are hours and hours of conversation. So if you are the type of person who, like me, listens to hours and hours of podcasts, that might be a good thing for you to check out. So go over to patreon.com slash tonemob and help out the show, get extra content. It's a win-win for everybody. I really appreciate everybody who does that. I really appreciate you for listening. And if you can't do that right now, as I ask every single week, please share this with a friend, share this with somebody. That is the only way this keeps going is if more and more people keep listening because that's how podcasts work. So if you could share this with somebody you think would enjoy it, and you might have to do it several times before they'll actually get in and listen, I would very much appreciate that. And again, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this on this fine day. So I will be with you on the internet. Talk to you very soon. Thank you again. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you, that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to tonemob.com stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? 
Again, the link for that is tonemob.com slash stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.